Take two. You know, we bonded over our love of reality TV. to hear what we have to say. We are still watching this train wreck oh, of the show. Am I going to continue watching it? Absolutely. Like, <laughs> there's no question about it. I absolutely want to take part in this train wreck every single week. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Just Peachy, presented by Sensibly Loud Media. I am one of your hosts, Claire, here with my co-host and very good friend, Caitlin. Hello, dear. Hello. Happy to be back with you for our third episode. I know. Hard to believe. It is. I know. I'm like, we've we've been only doing this is our third time. It feels like like we've been doing it a long time. A long time. I know. But so fun. So what have you been up to? What you been up to this past week? Oh man, just work and um, honestly just chilling over the weekend. I, I like to have my weekends kind of just, you know, sectioned off for my husband because he travels during the week. So um, really nothing too exciting. What about you guys? I know you guys had a, a live uh, a live feed of the game on yeah, the Sunday. Yeah. So for um, those of you that don't know, so we are um, here produced by Sensibly Loud Media and we've got several other podcasts. So it was really fun. So on Sunday, uh, all of the podcast hosts got together and we watched the, I don't know, again, I don't know much about football, <laughs> but we watched the, the Kansas Chief or the Kansas City, Kansas City Chiefs. Yes. Kansas Chefs. Chefs. <laughs> And the Patriots play. Um, and we did a live stream where we all just kind of bullshitted and watched the game and talked about anything and everything from football to just whatever. And it, it was a riot. Uh, so it was me and a lot of dudes. I was missing my my Caitlin, but you didn't I feel was too good. Cute. Sorry. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. I would have much rather be chatting with you guys. But yeah. Having a discussion with my toilet, so <laughs> gross. But, Pretty gross. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was it was a ton of fun though. Like I said, it was it was a live stream, so we were on YouTube, our the main Facebook page, and something else. Per- Periscope is that a thing? I think that's a thing. Uh, yeah, so just got to talk with you know a lot of the other podcast hosts, and we talked from anything and everything. You know, we brought up obviously we're we're the newest. You and I are the newest addition to the Sensibly Loud Media family. So, and it's really fun because one of the the hosts of one of the football shows that they do, which is called Between the Hashes, uh, one of the hosts, Jason. It was really fun talking with him because he watches The Bachelor like we do. And he watches it with his wife and he's watched for a really long time. And it was so fun just kind of bantering with a dude and getting a guy's perspective about The Bachelor. And he knew more than I did. I feel like on a lot of things, like he was, we were talking about stuff and he would chime in and I'm like, oh, I didn't even think about that. (laughs) I have that observation. Yeah. And so he's been, uh, I what I want our listeners to do is he's been writing kind of his own recaps, how we talk about it on the show. He's been doing blog versions of it. And it's, again, it's, it's funny because again, it's from a guy's perspective and just talking about his opinion on the girls and everything too. And we also recently got a Twitter account, which hopefully all of our listeners should go and follow. It's called a peachy podcast. And so Jason took over this past Monday during this episode and was live tweeting it. And it was, it's really funny. So 
we'll, we'll probably trade off times where you and I, I do that too, but it was really funny for Jason to kind of get it running. And I think we're going to have him on the show here soon just to talk with us more about the bachelor. Yes, so I'd love to get his perspective because he's going to have a totally different perspective than we will. Yeah. So uh, everyone should get ready for that too. So yeah, we're, we're going to talk about the the episode that happened on Monday, do our quick little recap. Um, we're not going to probably go as in depth to this one just because I think really the first episode was the one where it's three hours long. There's a lot of content there, but not as much happens in these. So there's less girls and it's more of the same drama, but still a lot to talk about. So once we hit that, then we're going to head on to our newest segment, which we kind of talked about last week, but where we would love to give advice to our listeners. And we had some that actually reached out to us. And so we're going to go into our segment called Ask a Peach. And we're going to give you just some peachy advice on stuff. <laughs> love it. I know. So just peachy. Yes. Yes. And so just to remind everyone that we do have a phone number for you guys to you. It's fine if you want to email us or message us on social media, but you can call in and leave us a voicemail as well. Uh, That number is 972-885-9361. So we'll continue to do this segment. I'm excited to talk, give some advice with you after our bachelor recap. Oh, yes. So I guess just diving right on in. So there were, I feel, just a few main topics and a few main things that happened this whole episode and a lot of it on this the very first group date with Pirate Colton. <laughs> These dates are so <laughs> lame. Extraordinaire, that Colton. God, but I the date starting off with him just being a pirate and he needing to be saved by these ladies. I The whole premise was really weird. Hashtag lean in. <laughs> Hashtag feminism. Very, very progressive of you, The Bachelor. Oh, God. But yeah, I mean, all it is is these girls fighting or pretend fighting on a on a beam on a pirate ship and wanting to basically, these girls just getting out all their anger on each other and hitting them with, I don't know, <laughs> pogo stick looking things. I don't know what those things were. I was so happy that they pitted Kaylin and Hannah against each other. It's like, finally, it's happening. All yes. of this hatred has come to a head in this one episode. Yes. So it was a crazy, crazy episode with those two because we finally had some more of the truth come out. It's weird. Truth, yes, but they they made the whole premise of this episode, not even just this group date, but the whole episode was about Kaylin versus Hannah. And we still never really got answers from it, though. What the hell happened between the two of them? Like the truth, but like what is the truth? They just both skirt around it. Oh, Kate or Kaylin, she is just horrible and hostile and we were friends but then we weren't and what happened then would go to go to Kaylin oh yeah she's just stuff happened she's horrible okay well what the hell happened like it's like you keep alluding to it and I'm like I kind of feel like what happened is Kaylin beat Hannah and I feel like uh, for some reason, I don't know what it is. And again, this could just be the producers trying to, you know, shape the storyline a certain way, but I'm kind of team Kaylin. I don't know what it is about her, but I kind of, I, there's, there's part of me that just really feels like she's more genuine, but it could also be because I'm a little biased against Hannah because I think she's weird. So, (laughs) well, and I think it's more of, the fact too, and it, you would think maybe not all of these girls watched The Bachelor like we did growing up or anything, but there's one thing that you've, if you've learned watching The Bachelor that you don't do, and that is 
going to the main bachelor bachelorette and tattletailing on someone else where exactly. the, Hannah, the very first moment she could pulled him away and decided to say, Oh, by the way, I know Kaylin and we had drama and I just thought that you should know this. And it completely backfired on her because Colton, which cause I think she alluded to saying, if you like her, I don't know how you could like me. And that made Colton kind of made him like, what are, are you had a major stank face about that. I was just cracking up. I was like, Oh, she did it. She yeah. finally went and did it. There's always one girl every season that has to go to the bachelor and be like, you don't know the truth about Ashley. Yeah. <laughs> the one house causing all the drama. And the bachelor's like, oh, geez. All like, right. Yeah. And every single time he gets pulled away by Ashley. And then in this case, it was Kaylin. It's like, you don't know the truth about Hannah. She's <laughs> the one that has multiple personalities. And she's not who she says she is. She's one way around you and one way around the rest of us in the house. So it's like, of course, he's caught in the middle. This happens every year. I mean, whether, regardless of whether it's The Bachelor or The Bachelorette, like you said. And then I think you're right. It's always the first person that goes to that to that bachelor or bachelorette that looks the worst. Yeah. So props to Kaylin for holding off and maybe just kind of coming in to defend herself a little bit, but not being the first to be like, she was well, the instigator. I don't like so-and-so. Yeah. She was, I could have seen her just keeping quiet about the whole thing and not ever saying anything to Colton, which is the, probably the, the proper thing to do, but no, Hannah, and again, I think that's probably why people are, more so from everything I've seen on social media, most people are on Caitlin's side and not Hannah's. <laughs> I think it's again, kind of I funny. feel like that's probably concocted by ABC a little bit. It's like I want to try to be objective about it, but it's really hard because we only know what we see on the show and then what we see like on their Instagrams, which I don't really create their Instagrams that much. So I'm yeah. not sure I care that much. <laughs> I know. I could see what's going to happen because I mean, we're kind of jumping around a little bit here, but obviously he ends up keeping both of them. This road, like they both stick stuck around. Uh, towards the end of the episode, he gave Kaylin after Hannah went and, t- and talked to him about how Kaylin was a horrible person. He turns around and gives Kaylin the first or not the first impression rose, the rose on that date. And so that pissed Hannah off. But then we get to the, the rose ceremony and the whole thing is, is, oh, is he going to send home Hannah? And of course not. It's the very last rose to be dramatic that he gives to Hannah. So then I feel like there's always that two on one date that we have. They're going to be the two on one date. Oh, I forgot that they did that. I'm yeah. sure right. And then he has to send one home. Oh, yeah, man. I could see. I could so be something ABC would do. Oh, yeah. And be like, you need to choose oh, yeah. between these two girls. Or like Demi and Tracy. Or, or that like too. Some, some like classic face off of people that don't get along. Yes. So yes. the Demi and Tracy saga continued. And Demi oh, yes. outright says that she thinks that the older women are threatened by her. Yeah. What does she keep calling them? Like the Cougar Clan or the Cougar, cougar Clan? Cougar something. I'm, I'm just <laughs> cracking up about this because I'm like, okay, so you're coming at Tracy. Meanwhile, Elise is making money moves and getting that first date. Real G's moving silence like lasagna. She is <laughs> making it happen for her 31 year old self. I have yes. to give her props. Oh hell yes. Uh, but what one really weird thing and that uh, Demi did that I want to talk about before we move on to Elise, which I would, I'll talk about Elise all day now because I'm team Elise. Elise, But go ahead. But Demi on, on this group date, when she pulls him aside at the, after they're all having drinks or whatever, after the, the pirate ship debacle, she pulls him aside and starts doing weird sexual things to him. Did you, like, I was so uncomfortable and you could tell Colton was so uncomfortable how she's like, I'm going to blindfold you. And then, bend over for me and then start spanking him with the paddle and then 
where the hell did she get some weird fake hand and starts going down towards his crotch? <laughs> She's like, are you uncomfortable now? Are you uncomfortable now? Are I was, now? it was and he's like, cringy. yes, yes, and yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, get me out of here. I was like, oh, you poor thing. But then of course he starts making out with her though. But I'm like, where did she get this hand? Where did this hand come from? This girl makes me think of Isla Fisher in Wedding Crashers. She's just so <gasps> yes! aggressive. <laughs> Like, I find you. It's like, oh. that is 100% her. <laughs> I never thought about that. That is absolutely, yes, yeah, just so aggressive and so just doesn't care, you know, just giving him a hand job under the table. Like, just yeah, like I don't care. 100% be oh, Demi. Yes. Because she wants to be that badass, like, I don't care. I'm going to do whatever I want and be aggressive because guys I like that. That's you. just her personality. Oh, yeah. oh my God. Yes. Ugh. <laughs> thank uh, you and thank you in front of everybody oh um but yes please back to elise so <laughs> she gets the one-on-one date which she deserved after last week they said she became into my very good graces last week and then got the one-on-one and i don't know about you but i loved this one-on-one i did too i just was so happy watching them and i feel like they have such a genuine chemistry. I know I've said that about like a couple of other people, but I, I feel like there's just something about Elise that's just down to earth and kind. And I think part of her maturity is she's able to kind of stay under the radar and avoid the rest of the petty drama that's going on in the house. Like you have yet to see her get caught up in any of the weird feuding. Like she just kind of seems like she's there just to do her thing. So I have a lot of respect for her. Yeah. You don't you don't see that. Very, I mean, they may who knows, maybe later on that they're going to wrap maybe. her up in some drama, but I could see them not doing that either. And then putting her up to where I think I think at this point she could totally be top four. Do I think she wins? I don't know, but I could also see her being bachelorette material, too. So, yes, same here. I thought that for sure. After this episode, yeah. I thought it was really cute how they like stopped the roller coaster at the top of the hill, which would totally freak me out because oh, I am yeah. afraid of heights. Then he just kind of told her how he felt about her and they had the kids come and that was kind of a nice shout out to his, his, uh, charity. So, you know, they, they just had a good time together. It was just good, clean fun, which is kind of nice to see on uh, such a, a tawdry show as yeah. the bachelor. And then of course they have dinner that night and, you know, they always have the big moment where they open up about something and she opens up about her, her sister and like her, the I felt so bad her telling the story where her sister, you know, got pregnant and found out she, I don't know if she had cancer or a tumor or something I that was she had cancer. I was just like, Oh my gosh, yeah. how in the world would you do that? I don't know but where she knew. I don't know so if she hard. knew that she wasn't going to make it, but wanted the baby. And so she had the baby, but she passed and like, Oh, this is so sad. But she's like, but now, you know, we started a new charity for her and under her name and we have a new brand new baby in our family. And it's just a blessing and just like as horrible as a situation as it is, we're all looking at it in a positive light. And of course, Colton's like, oh, like you know, just eat, know. tearing at his heartstrings. Just like bringing that up again. It's like, that is so cool. Like I, I just have so much respect for her. I really hope she goes far. I think she is very genuine and sweet and yeah. um, also gorgeous. I think she is so gorgeous. gorgeous. So. Yes. So of course she, she gets, he gives her the rose and she accepts and alluding to our last episode. What did we say? Still hadn't happened. That was going to happen. A country singer nobody has fucking heard yes, of before. I was gonna say that. I was like, oh. he's like, I have one more surprise for you. I was like, which country music artist is this gonna be? I <laughs> sure I, I don't know. Is it t- 
it was like Tennille, Tennille Arts. I don't know. It was, I don't know if it was a group. It was a lead singer, like a lady singer. It was a lady singer and I totally missed her name, but was, I know I've heard her They were called Ten, Tennille Arts or something, but I think they might have been a group. I don't know. I had never heard the song, never heard of them, but I'm like, I guarantee you after this episode though, her iTunes downloads or whatever probably skyrocketed. Yes. But. I just thought it was funny. We had the fireworks and we're like, well, when's our country singer coming in? Here it is. It's going to be fireworks or a country singer. And then it was a country singer. And it was like all these people like in the background, like taking pictures of them. And yeah, like, of course. Well, then to round off the the date wise, we had our second group date, which this one, (laughs) I thought the entire time watching this, I'm like, this is a date that you personally would be the beast on you would win everything you guys like (laughs) I was like this would be like my jam so they basically just all got together and worked out which is like my favorite thing to do and that sounds like a psychopath something a psychopath (laughs) (laughs) anyway yeah um but yeah they like they went and I'm I'm like laughing because like Nicole's like on the recumbent bike just chilling and then he got some people that are like really getting into it and was it Sydney that was having her having him stretch her out yes. and like her foot is like up behind her head and guess <laughs> because she's a dancer so she's super flexible oh that's right yeah but yeah I was laughing when you mentioned Nicole she couldn't do a pull up she was just not I was like that that's me this Poor is me. me I know she's <laughs> trying so hard I have to like applaud her effort because she had a hard time and this is just not her wheelhouse and she still gave it her best shot so if you talk about a nightmare of a date this would have been mine like <laughs> like I would have I, I'm the two things that I think I don't know if they've done it before but if they ever had a haunted house or anything with anything scary I, I would cry I could not do it I'm like I don't this do haunted houses either but I'm like this is also just as bad for me <laughs> I'm like <laughs> I'm not in shape better than you feel like you would like but, I think probably just being around other girls that are clearly very athletic and, you know, someone like Sydney or Onika. I think Onika is how you say her name, by the way. I think they said it yes, multiple I times. Think you're right. I yeah. think you're right. Yeah. And she ended up winning that day. She like, won because she was a beast. And I'm like, that's Caitlin. That's how Caitlin would be. <laughs> no, but like a lot of the girls like look super cute. Like they're, they have their hair down, all curled. They've got these cute, like little long line sports bras and leggings. And I'm like, oh, girl. I look like hot trash when I work out. So more power to you if you can maintain your your attractiveness while you're getting a workout in. That's yeah, but, but anyway, yeah, that was fun to watch. It was it it would have been a fun not not my idea of a fun date, but it was a fun date for a lot of those girls though too. And then you know they had their after they did all their workout. They have all the drinks and get one on one time with Colton. And this is when you know I think a lot of the girls that you saw the little snippets of him with them, they got it like seemed like they meshed well. Like he meshed well with Cassie, um, who I know we've talked about before. The is she the speech pathologist? And then mm-hmm. talked to a couple other girls um, where it seemed like they got along well. But then we had the unfortunate involvement of Caitlin, not you, Caitlin, oh, but Caitlin. contestant I Caitlin. Felt for her. I'm like, come on, girl support my namesake do me proud (laughs) and then it just fell flat I know it was so uncomfortable where I mean he he, I think he was trying just to to peel back layers from her she was just giving him nothing she's like I just don't know what to say I don't have a story like a lot of these girls do which I could relate to I'm like nothing traumatic has happened in my life to where it's shaped me where a lot of these girls you know have stories where like Elise had her sister who died or Mm -hmm. um Nicole has a little brother with autism and or, or a twin brother with autism. You know, she's like, I just don't, I don't have anything. And he's like, well, okay. 
and just kept asking her questions, but I don't know. Yeah. You got to like make your own story. I mean, not like embellish, but it's like, you've got to, you've got to be a storyteller. It's like, even though you don't think it's interesting, you've got to make yourself interesting. Like you've got to sell your, not like sell yourself, but you got to sell your story. Yeah. And I think that she just failed to deliver on that. And that was what sent her home, unfortunately, but. Which I guess it's good for Colton for no, at least knowing and not stringing her along being like, look, you're a great person. I just don't think you're the right match for me. So I would, if I were her, I know it, it sucks at the time where like, how horrible would it feel to get rejected like that? But at least he had the decency to say it to your face and not just awkwardly send you home at a rose ceremony and just because it's easier but he yeah took the time I, to I talk to you that so i was cracking up though because like as they're walking out he like tries to like hold her hand for the camera she goes i'm not holding your hand colton <laughs> like yes i mean i probably wouldn't want to either i mean i wouldn't uh, either like 100 percent, i'd be like get off me like you We're just told cool. me that you don't like me so please don't <laughs> hold my hand We're no thanks cool like that no uh, so. so and then we head into um the what I guess would have been a cocktail party but he decided he wanted a pool party instead of a, a cocktail party before the rose ceremony so we get to see a lot of Colton with his shirt off and a lot of the girls in all their little bikinis and of course as soon as he takes his shirt off we have Demi it's like a magnet runs to him and starts lathering him in oils <laughs> like of course pushing girls out of the way yeah like, move hey, bitch yeah. <laughs> he's mad uh, yeah. so uh, I mean more all that really happened at this pool party is more Kaylin and Hannah stuff I mean again just them talking about how much they hate eat they don't like each other and more of them pulling Colton away and Colton getting annoyed and I, I thought it was interesting that they showed him talking to one of the producers being like this is insane like I don't know what to do you know I feel like they never show the lead person talking to you're not supposed to the audience isn't supposed to know that a producer or camera crews are all around that's supposed to be not not seen but they showed him talking to a producer being like like this is ridiculous what do I do do here yeah yeah but what I also liked about that whole scene is that it cut over to the other girls who weren't involved and kind of you could tell they're like well this isn't fair because we all want to talk to him too, but because these two girls can't, can't get along and they just want to, you know, shove all their problems on Colton, it's ripping us off out of time with him. So true. So I'm like, you know, I, you know, I, I can understand why that would be frustrating and they're being faced with a rose mer- ceremony immediately after. So, yeah, but I've, I mean, we've got to make TV and it, it brings up the drama and everything too. So, um, yeah. But yeah, I, I, I said earlier, he ends up at the rose ceremony giving a rose to Hannah and Kaylin already had one. So we're going into them next week. Who knows how much longer they can drag this out. It's got to end at some point. He's going to send one of them home. And I would think it would be Hannah, but who knows? I feel like it has to be because they are the ones that have like the least chemistry because they, they went on that date and that's when she was like really awkward. Yes. And so I feel like he and Kaylin just kind of flow better and you can kind of see that from their conversations. And he's even said that he feels very comfortable around her. So, yeah. Um, anyway, I will say what I've been surprised about so far this season is how, um, free he is with making out with people. Oh yeah. <laughs> he's like kiss. I mean, absolutely. Which I get, it's a dating show, but I don't know if that's been the case with like all the other bachelors or not, but it's like, man, he's like, not just like a peck. I mean, like making out with like every single person on this show, except for Hannah, 
whenever she approached him and she's just like upset the first time she she like tries to kiss him and he like intentionally turns away from her and she's yes. like oh come on did you not see that I saw that I'm like oh, oh that's okay. so awkward okay. and then she's like oh come on at least a peck and he's just like and it's he's like a forced yeah Ooh. it was it was gross so. oh. <laughs> oh god Painful. one one person we didn't really see much of this episode until the pool party um was Hannah the other Hannah Hannah G, Hannah G um yeah. but I'm not surprised that she did because she didn't even go on one of the group dates like she was one of the it was I don't know if it was just her or their other contestants but didn't was not involved on any date and she pulls him aside at the pool party being like I'm nervous because you didn't I didn't go on any date and he basically told her like like are you kidding me like you're top of my mind so I I knew how I felt about you so you didn't need to be involved on these dates so, I thought that was awesome. I yeah. still really like Hannah G. So. Oh, I, she's still going to go for And again, I, I yeah. know that's why he didn't give her a rose because it's like, yeah. you're going to go far anyway. So that's what he basically told her. It's like, yeah. don't worry. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure she was the first person that got a rose at the actual rose ceremony too. Mm-hmm. He called her first. So I think you're right. So I guess we're, we're left with, I don't remember. He's, I'm trying to think of who he even sent home. I think he sent home maybe three girls or so, but he kept Tracy around, kept Demi around the Alabama, Miss Alabama and Kaylin. Um, he sent, oh, he sent home the oh, DJ. Catherine. Yeah, Catherine. He sent her home, which I was I surprised. She didn't get a lot of air. T- I was thinking that she was going to be someone who got a ton of airtime and she got basically zero, except for that I first episode. Because so. I mean, she's really pretty. She's got a little bit of a mean girl vibe to her. I thought that they were going to really capitalize on that. But hey, I mean, I guess if Colton wasn't vibing with her, then he's not going to keep her on. Yeah. So. So I don't even remember who else he sent home. I have no idea. Yeah. But unremarkable. At we're, this point. Yeah. We're down to pr- probably our top fi- 15 girl. Maybe not even 15. I don't know. I, don't know. I have no idea. We started with 30 okay. and yeah. we're probably down to maybe 15, but we're only going into episode four. I have no idea, but it we're to the point where I feel like most of the girls that are there, we know who they are. Right. We know their names. So, yeah. um, but yeah, they go to Singapore next. Yeah, Singapore. So. so out of the Bachelor Mansion. So I, I don't know if they've ever been to Singapore before on any. I don't the- know, but Singapore is always somewhere that I've wanted to go. So I'm really excited to see what they do there. Yeah. I think it'd be cool to go, especially after what? Did you ever see Crazy Rich Asians when it was out? Yes, loved it. Oh I've re- have you read the book? Yes, I love it. I love it. It's just so opulent and luxurious. It's just like, it's a trip. So. It's so great. Yeah, I read the book before I saw the movie because I like to read when it, whenever there's a movie that was a book. I like to read the book first. Because Me too. I just I don't do. Like to like spoil it. Yeah. And um, they followed the it pretty well for the most part. And then I, because there's two other books too. And so I've started the second book. I've, I don't know if you've read all of them. Yeah. I've read the second one. I haven't read the third one yet. Okay. I'm, but. I'm about maybe halfway through the second one. And then I've just, it's been probably two months since I've, I just got distracted with other things. And so I need mm-hmm. to pick back up on it though. But yes, I've, I love Crazy Rich Asians, so I'm glad you talked about that. <laughs> so I think your trip to Singapore will be really interesting. Yeah. And um, they've alluded to Colton losing his virginity on this trip, although I don't really feel like that would happen because I think that he would become the most hated bachelor in history next to Ari if yes. he was to do that before the fantasy suite, yep. if at all. Yes. So I we don't think he does. See. I don't think so. I feel like, yeah, that would just look bad for his, if it came out that he slept with on the fantasy suite with three of the girls and he'd never slept with anyone before, like that would make him look like total trash. Yeah. So Liar. I would, uh, I don't know. Cause it, it's one of those we'll things see. where like with, um, where it came out 
did you watch Andy Dorfman's season where that uh-huh. was the first time where Nick Nick Vile was oh, around? Gosh, Nick. Where no, you know don't miss him one bit. <laughs> where it came out, you know, that obviously when you go to the fantasy suite, you think these people are probably having sex with each other. But you know, he's the first one that brought it up like why would you have sex with me if you weren't going to pick me? And then we go into where Nick Viles also on Caitlin Bristow season and he has sex with her too. And it's, I don't know. I don't even know where I was going with this, but it's just gross. <laughs> my point is, Nick I, is gross. <laughs> so what stood out to me from his, I know we're kind of going off on a bunny trail here with like other seasons, but like what stood out to me from his season was, do you remember Raven? Oh yeah. The girl that was, yeah, and I think she was a virgin until the fan. I mean, allegedly, according to ABC, she was a virgin until this fantasy suite. And I just remember this weird montage of her in Finland after the night after the fantasy suite date, and she's like doing like snow angels and like running with reindeer yes. and doing this whole thing. I'm like, this is so so bad. This is so awkward. Spe- I think that's one of the most awkward moments I've ever seen. Oh, so speaking of that. Um- I saw her on, uh, she's doing an interview on another show that I watch and she came on and I guess, so she's been, they sign contracts when they, they are on the bachelor or bachelorette. And I don't know how long that they go through or how long they're in a contract where they can't say certain things about stuff that goes on behind the scenes or can't reveal stuff to the press. She'd been out of her contract and they asked her, so it made it seem like you and Nick had sex in that episode. Cause they made you do that weird, like running around like I've never had an orgasm and he made me have one or whatever it is she never had an orgasm yeah like she had it oh that's right yes so they asked her they were like did y'all have sex and she's just like no and she's like she's like ABC made me do that for a bitch like we didn't even sleep together in the fantasy suite oh my god so I just thought that was really funny I'm like of course ABC made that into a whole thing of making it seem like she was but I just thought that funny happened like did he sleep on the sofa and she got the bed like that's totally what I would have done like (laughs) I don't know this is mine you can sleep wherever Uh, man (laughs) don't touch me okay thanks (laughs) uh well kind of moving off of our our bachelor talk um we are going to kind of move into our segment that we talked about a little while ago, which is Ask a Peach. So we had, um, after our last episode, we had some listeners that heard us that we were here to give them advice if they wanted it from us or they're having problems, no matter what it is at, you know, in their own personal life, or they just wanted our opinion on something. So we got some really good questions in and I'm excited for us to to read some of them and to see what both of us have to have to say. So yeah, I am not short on opinions, if you know me. So buckle up. <laughs> um, I'm like, I, I tend to have opinions, but not as I'm excited to hear yours more than the ones that I have to give. <laughs> not as much as Caitlin. I'm very outspoken. <laughs> so I'll kind of I'll just read off one of the the first ones that we got, and we'll we can kind of talk about it. And you know, we may have differing opinions. Who knows? But hopefully, we can give someone some solid advice. Good. So yeah. So one of our listeners uh, wrote in, and they are having an issue with one of their friends and their friend's dog. So Lister said, I absolutely love dogs. They are my favorite. However, there is a friend in my friend group that seems to never be able to go to any outing without bringing her dog. It's getting to the point where all of our get togethers revolve around where we can go and what we can do to where the dog can be present. We all care about this friend and don't want to hurt her feelings, but it's getting old trying to plan around her what should we do? So that's an interesting problem to have because, because most, um, I love, I mean, it's hard because there's so many dog friendly places. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. But 
you know, I mean, this girl just kind of comes off as selfish, to be honest. Yeah. She's like kind of control the, she's wanting to control the situation is how it sounds. Well, yeah. And it's making it, everything obviously is revolving around her and maybe this could not be, this may not be the case or it could be. Your friend could want everything to revolve around her and is using her dog as an excuse for her to do whatever she wants to do, not really caring about what her friends want to do. And it's like, well, we'll just do things where we can bring my dog. So I don't know. Um, I mean, there's so many places that are dog friendly, but I mean, so I wonder if it's getting to the point where people are suggesting stuff and she's saying she can't go because she needs to bring her dog or like, are her friends suggesting other things or the friend, the one that's always suggesting, I don't know. I don't know. I guess, you know, it just depends on how close you are with this friend. Because if you're really close and you feel like you can have an honest conversation, be like, look, we love hanging out with you. We don't want you to miss out, but we're going to start making plans to go to here and here. And I know that you can't exactly bring your dog and and that's okay if you don't want to come, but we don't want you to miss out. But it almost seems like the dog is like her safety blanket. Like, Maybe, maybe she's anxious about being out in public or being around people she doesn't know that well. And so the dog is kind of there as like her support. And I get that, but I don't know. Maybe she just needs to feel a little bit more supported from the friend group. Yeah. I don't, yeah, that, that's really hard. I, I wish I had better advice I wish to I give you. I'm like, shoot. I'm harsh. I would be like, we're making plans. You can come. If you don't want to come, you can chill at home with your dog. But <laughs> I'm, I'm, I would also, I don't know. It just depends on how close you are. I mean, if you, if you truly don't want to hurt this person's feelings, I'm guessing that they're pretty close to you. So I feel like that's when you just sit down and be like, hey, is there a reason why you feel like you have to bring Sassy? Or- yeah. Or Rufus or I don't know (laughs) I don't know (laughs) whoever everywhere because we we love them but we also love you and we want to do other things with you that don't involve them being around everywhere yeah yeah I guess it's just making sure that there's you do things where the dog can be involved but not making every you know doing things that don't involve it and just yeah basically telling them like look we're not doing this to hurt your feelings but we all want to do this and we want you to be involved but if you don't want to, then that's, that's fine too. But I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't have great advice on that, but we can probably give some good advice on this next one. Okay. So another one of our listeners sent in a a good question about work. And I feel like we've all been faced with this at some point in our lives. And it says, how do you say no to people at work when you don't have any bandwidth to take on more work without seeming lazy or like you're making excuses? Ooh, this is, this can be a tough one because I personally am not someone that likes confrontation. Um, especially if someone's, if it's my boss in particular, who is coming up to me and is giving me stuff to do it. I have, I have a very, very hard time of saying no. So this, this one hits home for me. I feel personally attacked by this question. <laughs> like, <laughs> but no, I mean, I've, that that's hard because, you know, it's one of those where it depends on, you know, if you're very new to the company, you know, have you been there for a long time? Do you have tenure to where you feel like you have a good enough relationship with your boss or your coworkers? Or if you're new and you feel like I can't say no because I'm going to get fired or they're going to think, yeah, that I'm lazy. But I mean, I guess the way that I would phrase it um, to not seem like I'm being lazy or making excuses would be, you know, like, oh, I'd love, I'd love to help. I'd, I'd, excited that you thought of me for it it makes it seem like 
I'm, I'm a good employee and that you trust me with the work, but I've got a lot going on right now. And so can you help me prioritize like how, how urgent is this? You know, I've got all this other stuff on my plate and I don't want my quality of work on that to diminish. So what should I prioritize first and what do you need immediately? Because I just want to make sure that I get everything done properly. And maybe that might strike up a conversation with them of, oh, do you have a lot on your plate or just something that you need help with? Or, oh, you don't need to worry about that other stuff right now. Focus on this and hopefully it'll take something off your plate. I don't know. No, I think that that's a great response. Um, I deal with this on a daily basis uh, because of what I do. Um, it just fluctuates. So for those of y'all that don't know, I'm a physical therapist. I work in a hospital. Um, and our caseload just kind of varies from day to day. And there's some days when we're pretty light and we have a chance to get to see everybody. And then there's other days where we're just absolutely slammed. Like there's been times when our emergency room has been packed the gills, like to the point where people are on cots. So when that happens, we have people to see that we just can't keep up with. And so we do our best, but you know, it just doesn't always work out. So sometimes we get asked to take on more and more people to see. And I'm, I'm definitely the same way where it's like, I am stretched to my absolute limit and I really can't take on more. I want to, but I also don't want to say no, I don't want to seem like I'm not a team player. So, um, I think I've just kind of reached the, a point of comfort in my job because I've been there for several years now to where I can be like, you know, I will try, but here's what I have going on. And this is my reason why I'd love to work with you or with other team members to see if we can get this accomplished. But, and I don't want it to seem again, I don't want it to seem like I'm not a team player, but I just can't right now. I literally and, can't. Yeah. I don't know if that's a, a, and so I understand that she's asking, like, you know, you don't want to seem like you're making excuses, but I feel like if you've, even if you've only been a member of the team for like, let's say like a month, I think that people are going to have a generally like a pretty good feel for what kind of work ethic you have. And if you're even worried about, you know, asking this question about like how to handle not having enough bandwidth to take on more, I feel like you've got a pretty decent work ethic to begin with. And that's going to shine through in whatever you do. So, yeah. I agree. Well, I, hopefully our listener, you know, goes into work and can have Stand a good conversation. Yourself, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I think, yeah, if they're, like you said, if they're coming to you to give you more stuff to do, it should show that you're a good employee and that they trust you. And so I think having an honest conversation with them is not going to make it seem like you're lazy or are making excuses because they trust you enough anyway. So, um, I was a good one. So <laughs> move on to another one. This one is is pretty interesting and I feel like I have a personal opinion on it and you might as well too. So one of our listeners asked us, would you marry someone with a significant amount of student loan debt or just debt at all? So I think you and I can, I, I don't really know about you, but for me personally, I, I had student loan debt coming out of school. I feel like most people do unless they're just, you know, it's really common. I mean, unless, you know, you just have scholarships or your parents just, you know, were smart and, and saved and, and planned all that for you in advance. But for me, I got through for the most of my bachelor's degree, I got through on scholarship and grant money and all of that was paid for. But going into getting my master's degree, a lot of that scholarships wouldn't cover because it, it was more for people that needed to get just kind of their four-year degree. So I got to the point where I had to take out student loans and I had, I mean, it wasn't cheap. 
Um, and so for someone like me taking that on, someone who's always been very responsible, um, good with my money, um, just on top of a lot of things, it's scary going into the world with a lot of debt. But I always found myself to be a responsible person, even exiting that. So I got married to my husband a little over four years ago. And so we had just had an honest conversation before we got married. I'm like, okay, this is my full financial situation. Like you're marrying into someone that does have debt. It's not, I wouldn't say significant, but it's debt. Like there's debt involved. And then just, of course, credit card expenses and a lot of stuff adding up. So it's just going to amount to how much do you trust that person that you're marrying? Like, is it a shit ton of money or is it not, you know, (laughs) talking five grand in debt or are we talking 500 grand in debt? Right. And it changes the conversation a little bit. (laughs) Very much so. But it's, I think it's more about trust and having that conversation before you get married of having a plan set in place. Like, okay, this is what we're going to save. This is what we're going to do, which we had a plan in place, which it's gotten to the point where I still have some student loan debt that's out there, but it's it's diminished a significant amount because we had a plan going into it and we're we're comfortable financially right now. So I think it's yes, you can marry someone with a lot of debt, but you just need to you can't just like skirt that aside and get married and just never talk about it. Like you need to know what you're getting into. I 100% agree. I think that um you will have a good feel for the person's um approach to finances after several, I would hope after several months, I know some people go through like their entire relationship up to the point where they're like engaged and not talk about money. And that blows my mind. I cannot imagine. I know but because I've always been very conservative financially, but, um, so just speaking from personal experience, I, um, did not graduate with any debt. My parents were very generous and gracious and paid for both my undergrad and graduate school. And then my husband, uh, did not have any either because he was able to go to both undergrad and grad school on scholarships. So we were very fortunate that we still had very honest conversations. And I'm just kind of expanding this question into like all realms of finances related to relationships. But, um, you know, we, we both had good conversations about it. We figured out that uh, we're very compatible in our, our approach to spending and saving. And that's one of the reasons why I think he's awesome. So, um, you know, you just, you gotta, you gotta take the time to, to work through how much debt there is. And like you said, Claire, like have, have a plan and, you know, even if you need to talk to like a financial advisor, uh, to figure out how, how you can live comfortably, but still be able to pay it down. So I don't think that you should let debt be a deterrent. I think that if you truly love the person, you think that they're right for you and uh, they have a plan in place to to pay down the debt and it's not going to just totally hamstring you guys from here until 20 years from now, then you know what? By all means, keep going. Yes. So hopefully that helps someone. I don't know if they are with a significant other that they're worried about it, but hopefully that helps ease your mind to just have, have a good conversation That's with them about it. such a good question. It's so common. You know, it's like, it's hard to come across anybody nowadays that doesn't have some form of student loan debt. Yeah. It's just, it's a big deal. Yeah. Uh, did we have, have another one on your side or no? We did. So this one is also work-related. How do you stay positive at work when your coworkers can be negative? Ooh, Ooh. That's hard. That's well, a good <laughs> life question too. It's like, 
hard to, when you're in a toxic environment and everyone around you is just being a negative Nancy, how do you stay positive? Yeah. And it's, it's one of those where I've been in an environment before at work, you know, I've had multiple jobs throughout my career. And there's one in particular where I, for the most part, liked my coworkers and I liked the company, but it, it became a very, very stressful environment to where it would alter everyone's person. I don't want to say personalities, but I mean, you know, when you're in a stressful environment, like little minor little things can just make you irritated and can get you snippy and just, you're like, I don't want to be around people that act like this. And I got to the point where I was working a ton of overtime I was not able to take lunch breaks because I was like, I literally can't leave my desk. I don't have the time to do it. And so I was forced to stay at my desk, eat my lunch. And it was, it was awful. I ended up getting out of that environment and my current job. I actually, I really, really love one of the things that I told myself when I took this, this job that I've been in now is I am never taking my lunch breaks for granted. So I, I have yet to have stayed at my desk during my lunch break and eat, I always leave for an hour. I'm like, that. that is one thing that I, I have to get away from the office because it's gonna, once I leave and come back, my mood's already better. Like if I'm having a stressful morning, and but I leave and take that one hour of me time, I feel like I come back with a more positive attitude. So if you don't do that, do it. <laughs> get yeah, away I from totally the office. I agree. You know, even just for your sanity, it's so nice to just have you know, 30 minutes to an hour where it's just you and you can chill, you can listen to music, you can be on your phone. But that was going to be my advice is as best as you can, just try to distance yourself from the negativity because it is really easy to get swept up in interpersonal issues that have nothing to do with you. And someone's just looking for a sympathetic ear, you know, so as best you can just try to either avoid it. I know sometimes you can't avoid people, you know, just being downers about how busy everything is and how sick they are, the company or whatever. But uh, you have the power to be a ray of sunshine for them too. So you can be yeah. like, yeah, you know, this is a really challenging time, but we're all, we're all making a difference. And I, I don't know, that sounds dumb. But like, yeah, I, I try, I don't know. Cause I, I get very easily swept up in negativity and I know that about myself. So it, sometimes it's hard for me to rise above and try to stay positive. So I guess what I, what I try to do is um, try to redirect the conversation. So if you're in a situation where someone's being really negative, just try to redirect it and see if you can find something that you know that the team is doing really well and emphasize that. Yeah. But the lunch break, I think, is is key as best you can, you know, take care of you, make sure that you're able to get a breather and come back with a refreshed mind and a positive attitude, like Claire said. Yeah. And one other thing that I do, too, it's little things that I look forward to every day to where I'm like, OK, I'm going to be at my desk for two hours and know that at 2 p.m. every day, I'm like, it's my coffee time. I go and make coffee, <laughs> you know, it's just little things that I have to look forward to that I'm like this, it, it makes the day go by a little bit faster. I'm like, okay, just 30 minutes so I can go get my coffee and I can go get my coffee. And then hopefully if you've got an area, you know, a cube or whatever it is, but just decorate it with stuff that makes you happy. So like I have pictures of my husband, of my cat, of my friends, like all around, you know, and just bright colors on my desk to where it's not just like dark and gloomy and it just 
I don't know. Just looking at those, sometimes it can just be like, ah, okay. Everything's going to yeah. be okay. So, I mean, uh, little little things that you do during the day can just, it can really alter your mood. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Gravitate towards the positive people. Find the positive people in your yes. office and hang out with them. Yes. That's what I would do. Yeah. So. There's got to be a couple of positive people. <laughs> um, so I think we'll probably have time for at least one more question. So this is one that I found it really funny. And I think that you and I will both have opinions on. So <laughs> one of our listeners wrote in and said, single and living your best life. What the hell does this mean? <laughs> so if you're single, do you have to justify that you're living your best life? Shouldn't that already show? Or am I missing something? Let me know if oh. I'm supposed to stamp living your best life on my damn forehead. So <laughs> it's, oh my gosh, I love this question. Oh, I feel like it's, it's, I've been in a relationship for the past over eight years. So it's, it's hard, you know, for me to, I feel like have, a big opinion on on this but at the same time I don't think that you need to plaster that all over social media or anything just to let people know that you're living your best life and it's I think it's funny this makes me laugh even more because one of the phrases that my husband (laughs) absolutely hates and sees when people posting on social media or anywhere is I'm living my best life it's like (laughs) what does that mean and then I find myself using it ironically and then I just hate myself even more so (laughs) (laughs) oh but But yeah I mean I understand the the pressure I feel like as a single person you know especially if you're not dating anybody if you're just kind of doing you people expect you to be just like constantly going out and partying and going on vacations and trips and just like over the top showing that you don't need a man to be happy and it's like it's it's fine to not do that I, I don't know why there's such pressure to do that and I don't know if it's like this weird way of trying to justify like why you're single I, I'm not sure but I f- maybe you can shed some more light on it I feel like there's a couple of reasons why people feel like they need to do this the first one being I'm sure especially if you're maybe in like your later 20s early 30s and you're you're still single which there's nothing wrong with that but I could see you know like your aunt or someone being like, you're so pretty. Why are you, why aren't you dating anybody? Are you sure? Like, is everything okay? Like just making it seem like something is wrong with you. So making them feel like I have to plaster that out there. So people know that I'm okay. I'm okay. Yeah. Like just leave me the hell alone. Dude. Yeah. Just me and my cat, you know, to where it's like, you feel <laughs> not the- that there's anything wrong with there's that. There's not. nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Your dog can go hang out and not be the weird dog friend. Don't be the weird (laughs) dog friend. (laughs) But, you know, I think that there is that, that stigma that, you know, well-meaning family members can do. I mean, this even happens with couples that don't have kids. It's like, I feel the same way. I feel like sometimes there's pressure to be like, we're living our best life. And, you know, people are like, but why don't you have kids? So it's kind of like the same thing. It's like, but why aren't you married? Why aren't you dating somebody? It's like, oh, why don't you mind your business? Like personal, like I don't, yeah, it's, it gets getting to the point where I'm like, why, how do you feel like that is appropriate to ask somebody? Like you don't know what somebody's going through for, so, and again, I know people probably have the best intentions when they ask those questions, like, why are you single? Or yeah, why don't, why don't you have kids yet? Or, and it's, they probably mean well and are just curious, but it's like, that's, you have no idea what someone's going through. Like mm-hmm. the person might be single because 
I don't know, like they, it's their choice. You know, maybe they like it. I mean, honestly, there is a lot of freedom in being single because I mean, you can plan your life doing exactly what you want to do. And that's awesome. Yeah. So it's either them feeling they have to say it or they're just, maybe they're just douchebags in general. <laughs> maybe like, they are. Maybe they're very, very insecure and they feel like in saying that then people, like you said, like aren't going to worry about them. But yeah. also I, I, I want to start a, an unpopular petition to get rid of living my best life. <laughs> I will board that train with you. Stop yes, that. yes, absolutely. Okay. So, Thanks. all in all, our sweet listener, you do not need to be putting that on anywhere. If you don't feel like you need to, don't do it. Don't do it. That's my opinion. Like, tell everyone else can just copy. I'll like it. Go yeah, for it. man. So, um, well, do you think we have time for maybe one squeezing one more? I think we got one more we can do. I think we do I've... have one more. Let me see if I can find it here. Okay. There's two questions. Gosh, I hope my family's not listening because I'm going to have some, some uh, opinions that will conflict with what they think. Um, <laughs> it, is it too early to sleep with a guy on the first date or is that tradition? And is that like in the past? So is it now acceptable to do that? And then if it's acceptable to sleep with somebody, like at what point is it? So man, asking the real questions. Dang. Um, uh, so it's hard for both of us to answer because we've both been for, in relationships for so long. But yeah. What I, I will say is my, my personal opinion, do not show your goodies day one. <laughs> I a hundred percent support that. <laughs> I mean, there's, again, it's been so long since I've, I haven't been single in over eight years. So I just in this day and age, I feel like there are a lot of creepy people out there and all that they want is sex. Like they just want to get in the vagine and they just want the goods and they don't really care about you. So if you really like someone, I mean, even if things are vibing, you think that they're going great, like keep it in your pants, keep it in your pants, (laughs) Sally. Like, (laughs) I totally agree. I I think that, you know, until I think you'll kind of know when the time is right. And I know that that, goes against what my very, very traditional family believes. But, um, you know, I, I think that first date probably up to like the, the, I don't know, it's hard for me to say. Um, I definitely feel like there's gotta be a period of time where you just kind of get to know somebody, because if you jump in too fast, then you're going to have your judgment clouded by the fact that you guys are hooking up. So, you know, if you can really just spend like at least the first like few weeks or so, if not like maybe like a couple of months, just getting to know each other and just going on dates and, you know, just kind of see where it goes. Make sure that they're trustworthy, like Claire was saying, because you never know what, where those pictures could end up because people are weird. Yes. So, you know, just kind of see if, if he's really truly like a good guy. And then, you guys will kind of figure it out from there. So yeah. again, it's hard for me to say, cause I've been in a relationship for five years now. I've been married for almost three. So I haven't had to really Think go about through this. that whole thing yeah. it's been a long time since I have. Um, I mean, I will say, yeah. yeah, I don't think that you should do it on the first date, but at, again, we're living in a, this day and age where things are, things are different, you know, and it's a lot of times people are like, I will, 
I want to test it out before I marry it, which I mean, I can <laughs> understand. I understand. Yes. Like, uh, you know, you the I'm last valid. thing you want is to get married and then it's just, I, you know, that's, that'd be terrible, but d- I can't give you a certain time limit on when it's acceptable. I think it's different on the relationship and your personal opinion. You know, there's nothing wrong with waiting until marriage. I mean, God, we talk about yeah. Colton, like Colton on The Bachelor being still being a virgin. Like, there's nothing Everybody's wrong. Everybody's doing it nowadays. There, <laughs> there's yeah, nothing wrong like, with that. I think it's... nothing wrong with that either. But, you know, I think it depends on what you want the relationship to be. Because, I mean, if you truly aren't looking for anything long-term, you just want it to be casual, then... I mean, whatever, do whatever you want. But I think that there is a certain element of respect that's lost if you jump into it too soon, because then it sends the wrong message like, oh, well, she's she's cold with whatever. I can just <laughs> keep going down this road and yep, not actually have to commit. So I hope that helps. I don't know if that was helpful or not. <laughs> You're asking two very, very uh, taken taken ladies yeah. who have been taken for a while but, <laughs> but yeah just keep it in your pants first date and then just figure it out as you go on from there so you can make out with him I would definitely make out with oh him. nothing wrong with that <laughs> yeah but just... <laughs> maybe that makes me a fast woman I don't know. oh god <laughs> well I think you know we had some really good questions today who hopefully we helped out our listeners um we want to continue <laughs> to do this so please hopefully you want to continue to have our advice and we want to continue to give you our, all of our knowledge that we have as, as old married ladies. So ask a peach. Uh, ask a peach. Yes. yes. So ask a peach, anything. It can be financially related. It can be relationship oriented, work oriented, family oriented, pet oriented, whatever it know, may be, whatever, whatever it may be, fashion, makeup, we got you covered. So yeah, we can't wait to talk to you guys more next time yeah and so just remember too i mean we're we'd love to hear from you you know through social media and everything too but you can call into our number and leave us a voicemail um it it actually help us to kind of hear your your tone of voice and just how you're feeling about things it'll help us i think give you some advice so our number is 972-885-9361 so I think that's going to wrap it up for us for this week. Next week, we'll again talk a little bit about The Bachelor too, and who knows what else we'll dive into. But again, we want to hear from you guys. So I don't know if you have anything else, Caitlin. No, I think that's it. Can't wait to talk to you guys next week. All right. Have a good evening. See y'all guys. Bye, everybody. Bye.